Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. This is John Katsimatidis with the number one show at 5 o'clock at Cats and Cosby and. Uh, we have a common sense uh, studio. Uh, we have Judge Richard Weinberg. We have uh, uh, Tony Tony Carbonetti. Carbonetti. For, uh, I just showed up on you, staff. John. <laughs> and Craig Eaton, ten years GOP chairman, and so many things are happening today, and we have so many guests today. Uh, Rita, let's go straight to the guests. Yep, absolutely. We've got former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. Um, Newt, so glad to have you here on Cats and Cosby. Your reaction of this historic day? Well, I think this is uh, an extraordinary attack on the American system. The, uh, the, the this, this total baloney, uh, terrible lawyering, uh, deliberately targeting one person. Uh, and violates every norm of the American system. I mean, Nancy Pelosi said it best because she was honest. She said, you know, Donald Trump will have the opportunity to prove his innocence. Well, that's exactly backwards. In the American system, you were innocent unless the state can prove you're guilty. But it tells you their mindset. Uh, they have tried now since, since 2016. They have tried for seven years to destroy Donald Trump because he's the greatest threat to the corrupt establishment that we have seen in my lifetime. He's an even greater threat than Reagan was. And they are going all out, and I think it is extraordinarily dangerous, and it is teaching at least half the country that the government is their enemy, uh, not not the instrument of their will. It's not government of the people. It's, it's government of the elites. Uh, and I think this is a very dangerous moment in American history. You know, Rudy, what was your reaction to see Trump also in there? I thought he was very somber, when he walked in, and he's going to make some big statements tonight, which we're going to be carrying here on WABC Radio. Well, look, for, first of all, he should be somber. He's, he's being uh, taken into a court where potentially he uh, could be found guilty. Uh, he also, you know, I, I admire, and I thought about writing about this, just the sheer courage of seven years of being attacked and attacked and attacked and never backing down. He's never once tried to please the corrupt establishment. He's never once tried to reach out and say, oh, we can really get along. Uh, he has stood for cleaning up the American government. And he and he did it knowing that this would mean they would use every tool they've got to try to destroy him. And I, frankly, have enormous respect just for the courage he's shown. This is Craig Eaton. I mean, you're 100% right. From day one, when he became president, the media has been attacking him, not letting him get a word in edgewise, and every single day he gets up to attacks. But, you know, this is a sad day to be an American. Did you see that? Did you get a chance to look at the pleading at all? No, I'm, I'm, I just got was on an airplane back from it, Des Moines. I'm actually going to sit down now when I'm done talking to you guys and go back and look at all that. You, you will be very disappointed because it's not even worth the paper that it's written on. It's such a bare bones pleading, which has no factual basis in it. I mean, it truly is a disgrace. As a lawyer, this is a disgrace. 34 felony counts. And every one of them at the end says kept and maintained. They're talking about documents kept and maintained by the Trump organization, each and every one of them. It's not even that these were filed with a governmental agency. Is this political malfeasance? 
Well, this this was all captured by yeah. Tom Wolf years ago in a novel called Bonfire of the Vanities, which became a movie. Uh, and in it, he has a guy who uh, has a tragic moment of, of hitting a, a young kid. Uh, and the local district attorney uh, in New York is, is so overwhelmed by the politics that he goes after this guy to make him sort of a symbol. And the judge who get, has to win elections is so overwhelmed by the politics that the whole thing becomes rigged. And what you're seeing, I mean, New York has always had a level of corruption that is, you know, shocking to most Americans outside New York. But in addition, the the left is now so extreme, so totally out of touch. I mean, these, these are people who, pre, you, may, you may have seen the professor the other day, that said he actually thinks that they should be killing us. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, not, it's not enough just to shout down a conservative speaker on the college campus. We ought to be killing them. But this Mr. Speaker, has been suspended, but this was a professor saying that publicly. Yeah, well, we have Columbia here. Mr. Speaker, it's Tony Carbonetti. I hope you're well. Um, oh, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing well, but I'm amazed that Donald Trump seems to be doing well. Uh, well, in, in New York, you know, and I think this is one of the reasons he moved to Florida. We, we do have a two-party system. We have the left and the far left. That, that, that's all what? we have in left in New York, okay, <laughs> which is why, you know, 300,000 people moved out last year. Mr. Speaker, we have Alan Dershowitz uh, with us, 50 years at Harvard with us. Would you like to stay on, Mr. Speaker? Sure. Okay. Uh, okay. Yep. Alan. Great. Let's bring in, if we could, Professor hi, Dershowitz. Hi, Mr. Hi, Mr. Speaker. How are you? We were both professors yeah. a long time ago. A long, in a different time and place. It's great to hear from you. You're, you always do Likewise. such amazing work. And let, let's get right to it, Professor Dershowitz. This is, uh, I think, a sad day, too. It's a historic day. 34 counts. You probably have read the indictment, which just got unsealed. Breaking news here on Cats and Cosby. Your reaction? Nothing new. Uh, it's still a paper records case. Never, never would have been brought against anybody else. And I challenge D.A. Bragg. He says he's brought similar cases. Show us what you brought. Show us that you've ever brought a case against somebody for not disclosing the fact that he paid hush money to prevent his wife and family from learning that he had, may have had, was accused of having an adulterous affair. There has never been such a case. I've been doing this 60 years. I follow the law very carefully. There has never been such a case. As far as 34 counts are concerned, when I was a kid, I worked in a deli company on the Lower East Side, and my boss would say, here's a salami, but we have to make money, so slice it as thin as you can. See if you can get 34 slices out of this salami. That's what the prosecutor did. He took one salami, the payoff, basically, and he sliced it into 34 different counts in order to make it seem like he had more than he has. And uh, Judge Weinberg, you've got a question. Professor Dershowitz, Mr. Speaker, I've read all all 34 counts. It's, uh, as they say in the business, it's duplicative, it's surplusage. It all has to do with the same transaction, occurrence, and events. I'm still looking to see what crime was what f- crime was concealed and what further crime was committed. All you have in this document is a basic misdemeanor com- a complaint in this indictment. It's a defective indictment. Yeah, go ahead, go Professor, ahead. real quick first. You have to also argue that when Trump filed allegedly a false statement, he did it for purposes of making a disguised campaign contribution. Never occurred to him to do it to prevent his wife from learning, his children, his business associates. Forget about family, business associates. Uh, once you have mixed motives, 
then it's not a crime under New York law. And they're also kind of disguising what should be a federal offense and making it into a state offense. They make a big deal in the statement of facts about the fact that Cohen pleaded guilty to the same thing. But you know how it works as a prosecutor. They had him on other things. They had him on tax evasion before he ever met Trump. And they said to him, we're going to put you in jail for the rest of your life unless you plead to a crime of conspiring with Trump. So he does that. That's not admissible in any case. That's hearsay. And it's obviously something that the prosecutors made him do. But the prosecutors who made him do it didn't even prosecute Trump. And let's bring in uh, Tony Carbonetti, if we could, former Brooklyn chair. We all know the Trump brand is where Trump derives all his his funds from and his wealth. So isn't this protecting the Trump brand, This the monies that were paid? So therefore, wouldn't it be a business expense? And it's a complete defense. That's a complete defense. Of course, it's a business expense. Let's remember, this starts with an extortion. Stormy Stormy Daniels extorted Trump. It's an extortion to say, I'm going to go public unless you pay me money. But he paid, paid money. But to protect so the brand. Why, yeah, to, you do it, including protect the brand, protecting your marriage, protecting your reputation, preventing your children from being upset. He's it's had other marriages, only one brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's but go back to House Speaker uh, Newt Gingrich. Um, your reaction on what clearly looks up trumped up charges. Well, look, I, I mean, two things. First of all, in, in, in uh, Dershowitz can correct me if I got this wrong, but. I think in the John Edwards case, which was parallel at the federal yeah. level, they lost the case because in the end, the jury concluded that there were other things in the campaign involved. I mean, precisely parallel and That's frankly, right. a lot more difficult case for Edwards. Second, all of you are missing the key thing. Underneath all of this is a simple, invisible indictment. He is Donald Trump. Yeah. Everything yeah. else is baloney. This case is about Donald Trump. And it's one more, of, and there are two more probably coming, and they are all efforts to destroy him because if he's still standing, which he will be, he's going to be the Republican nominee. The left is just guaranteed that Trump will be the Republican nominee. And as the Republican nominee, the left is gambling that Joe Biden will be coherent enough and rational enough to run for reelection and have a chance to win. But given the border, given the economy, given what's happening around the world, I think that's a huge gamble on the left. And my guess is after today that the odds of Donald Trump being the next president are pretty remarkable. This is uh, Judge Weinberg again. This is a total abuse of the criminal justice system. It's a weaponization of it. It goes back to Barry's statement to Stalin, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. It's what Justice Jackson in his address when he's Attorney General of the United States, the Justice Department lawyers say, do not do this because this is the undermining of the democratic system. And that's a Democrat speaking, by the way. And I'm the House Democrat. But isn't that what they've been doing? I'm a Democrat, too. You know, uh, the reason I named my book Get Trump uh, is because – this is all part of an effort to get Trump. He campaigns on the promise to get Trump. The jury will consist of people who voted for him and helping him satisfy his promise to get Trump. And that's what the you know, the speaker is absolutely right. If this was not Trump, we wouldn't be here today because there'd be no no charges, no no allegations. Um, former so, Brooklyn chairman, go ahead, Craig. But, but you know what, uh, gentlemen, this is this is weaponization, not only at the state level. Look what they did in the federal level. Look at when they raided Mar-a-Lago. 
You have the case in Georgia. This is this is a full court press, not on not on Donald Trump, but Donald Trump as candidate for president in 2024. That's what it's all about. Well, and it's, and it's also I just want to repeat and I've, I've got to run, but I, I just want to repeat this. This is a corrupt nationwide establishment facing extinction at the hands of the American people who are totally fed up with it. Trump is the vehicle by which the American people began to change everything in the four years he was president. This establishment knows if he does win again, given everything he's now learned and everything we've now learned, that their their world will come to an end and they will all end up teaching at obscure colleges for modest salaries with no hope of a better future. Well, House Speaker, I heard that you got to go. We are so happy to have you here on Cats and Cosby, um, uh, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. I, I have to go, too. But it's great to be on with the speaker and great to be on with all of you. And I hope next time I'm on, it'll be a better day for America and a better day for our system of justice. Today is a sad day. Oh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank, thank you, uh, Alan Dershowitz. And it is a sad day for America because stories are made up. It reminds me of uh, uh, when uh, Speaker Pelosi brought in, uh, what was the name of that lawyer? Oh, yeah, uh, Avenatti. Avenatti that ended up going to jail. President Avenatti. Uh, yeah, and, yes. he, and he ended up yes. going to jail because he brought in those those uh, prostitutes or Question, whatever. He was. Questionable witnesses that he knew were not of credibility. And I believe a lot of people knew they were not of credibility. And guess what? They tried to make a mockery of the justice system. Uh, and where, what was the name of the justice? Yeah, uh, Justice Kavanaugh. Justice Kavanaugh. And John? Who, who is probably the straightest guy in yeah. uh, in Washington. And John, where is Avenatti now? He's in, in jail. jail. What a fall from grace. I mean, he was on the front yeah. page of every newspaper. Was every so TV MSNBC channel. was actually yeah, printing up the Avenatti what, for president. What, what that's, right, going on? that's right. What, that's right. Uh, you know, before we take a break, what is going on in our system? I cry for the American yeah. people. I cry for America because our American system is broken. It's outrageous. I, I was wasn't going to say this, but you need a guy like uh, Trump yeah. that doesn't give a crap and, and goes uh, is just going to put his foot down and straighten yep. things out. So right, John. So it right. is outrageous. You know? This is a terrible day for American justice. You would do this to a justice. former president. I know. The first time in history yeah. on this. Outrageous. Yeah. Outrageous. Let's take a break, and we're going to come back uh, with uh, Governor, uh, former Governor David Patterson, and uh, he has a few things to say about uh, uh, things and but what happened with the justice system. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back, and uh, that was some dynamite uh, uh, wow. between Dershowitz and, and New Gingrich. Two very smartest brilliant, guys I know. Guy. Absolutely. Now, the third smartest guy I know we have with us, former Governor David Patterson. Uh, Governor Patterson, uh, it's outrageous. What the heck is going on? What, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, it's uh, a momentous day, obviously. What I would say when the uh, district attorney had his press conference, is I'm surprised at the volume of evidence they have. Now, uh, quantity does not uh, add up to a conviction. In other words, it has to be quality. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by volume? We're all shaking our heads. Where's the volume? Where's the content? It's like repetitive, it seems, Governor. But they seem to have a number of different people who have um, uh, information about what happened. 
and a number of different people who apparently were involved. And uh, it, it, it would give them a fighting chance. I, I don't know if I would have brought this action, but I think they have a fighting chance. Where I sort of well, thought the DA no has chance. a fighting chance or Trump has a fighting chance? I, I think the DA has a fighting chance. I, I, I think um, it would, it, I think this is going to be a very hard case to convict. Yes, but, but I yeah. can see the direction that he's going in. See, I saw so no why surprises. Let, 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 let's get a lawyering part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, give us the – you're a lawyer. Uh, Craig is a lawyer. The judge is a lawyer. Give us the lawyer, lawyering part of what direction do you think uh, the judge is going to. After all, you appointed him. Well, I don't think the judge is going to have a, an effect on the case. This is Trump saying that, you know, the judge hates him, that Trump is out to get him. But yeah. You, you put all that stuff to the side, uh, and, and uh, yes, he was the the uh, judge on another case involving the Trump organization. But the jury convicted them, not the judge. That's the first thing we got to get. I mean, some people say we've lost the rule of law. If we start thinking that the judges are dictating the cases, we really have lost the rule of law. But in this particular case, where I just don't quite understand them is they're talking about. Uh, they were, he was able to establish in the press conference to me that people have been convicted for violating federal law by a state district attorney. I wasn't always sure about that. So he was able to do that. But what he didn't wh- where I didn't get it is that if it's a violation of a federal statute, but the federal statute is right now not being enforced then how can it then be a, a violation? All right, Go- Governor, that. we got a lot of uh, attorneys shaking their heads. Go ahead, Judge Weinberg. Governor, the, the problem is in the most comparable case under federal law, the Edwards case, where it was a mis- the allegation was a misuse of campaign funds, they found him a hung jury and not guilty. All right? Here, it was personal funds. And remember, this was merely bookkeeping entries. You look at all 34 counts of this indictment. They're bookkeeping entries. Where is the injury? Where is the intent to to mislead governmental agencies? Go ahead, Gov. Well, the campaign funds is strange because they didn't use campaign funds. And to say that it protected him uh, in in a campaign, and in other words, that statute uh, in New York, but that's the that whole basis. Does, 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 protected him from his wife, at least. Yeah, that's right. The most, you know, whether you're afraid of your wife or you're afraid of diminishing your brand, it had nothing to do with the federal election. Go ahead, okay. Tony Carbonetti. Here's the thing. If we're going to take federal laws that are being violated and have the county district attorney go after them, there's 1,500 cannabis stores in violation of the federal law selling marijuana right now, and he's doing nothing about that. What about enforcing oh, right. the what about enforcing the borders? Anybody enforcing the border? No, right you know here of? in Manhattan, fifteen hundred. But you, you, you wait, know wait, what, guys? Let, let, let's get back to this case. Now you are on the border and you're on the edge of the planet. <laughs> I agree with you, Governor. Let's get back to this and, and case, the next which is flat. <laughs> but, but I have one question, Governor. I, I have one question for you, Governor. The the these are clearly we read we read the the pleading and there's and you say there's lots and lots of evidence. I venture to guess that there's thirty four documents that there's one document for each of these uh, counts that they came back. But but clearly from looking at it, this is a misdemeanor. In order to raise it to a felony, it, it, there would be other developments they would have to have proven, which they have not. You'd have to show that it was 
in furtherance of or to conceal another criminal offense. And none of clearly, that is a, and clearly the, none of that, that ever is evident. Craig evidence. is absolutely right, actually, David. It's not there in this indictment, not in any of the thirty-four counts. Go ahead, Doug. Go ahead, Gov. That would be that would be the grounds, I think, for dismissal. Exactly. exactly. Because how they got from the e felony for one year to uh, I'm sorry, no, no, the misdemeanor, the, David, the misdemeanor up to the felony would be one yeah. year up to an e felony, which would be four years, is kind of a leap of faith because yeah. it's basically the same thing. This is where I think that the defense has a real opportunity to win. All right. Well, listen, Gov, do us a favor. Can you stay with us? We have uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis uh, joining us now. Will you join us? Will you stay with us, Gov? Sure. All right. Great. Sure. Let's bring in the great Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, Republican. Um, first of all, your reaction. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of attorneys here in the studio. Every single one of them is going, what case? Your thoughts, Congresswoman. Well, I think it was a, a bare bones indictment. I think it's a very flimsy case. I think that uh, certainly, if this was Donald Trump, uh, the developer in New York, he would this would never be happening, of course, because he is, uh, you know, a political opponent and that he's running again for reelection. He's being targeted. Uh, I think it's worse than what you would call selective prosecution. It's actually exclusive prosecution. This is going after this guy because of who he is. Uh, and I think that Bragg sadly, is creating a a constitutional crisis here. I mean, look, we're very concerned about the future of this country. If we're going to have uh, any prosecutor decide that they can go after a political opponent, Uh, this is a a situation where the Department of Justice, the Federal Election Commission, uh, uh, Bragg's predecessor, Cy Vance, all declined to prosecute, okay? And now you have a highly partisan, rogue district attorney who refuses to do his actual job, by the way, which is to keep New Yorkers safe from soaring crime, uh, going after a, a political opponent. I think it's a very sad day for New York and for our country. You know, all I got to say, uh, Congresswoman Hunter Biden should be shaking in his boots right now. If this is the standard to go after anybody associated with the president, let alone the his first time in American history. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that he'll be fine. Right. How sad is that? Go ahead, Craig Eaton. Nicole, you know, what's interesting here is that they've really opened the door because now they've gone after a former president. They've prosecuted the former president. What's going to happen when President Biden is out of office? I mean, they've opened the floodgates. They've kind of they've kind of crossed the line here. Kind of. And they actually opened the door for prosecution of Biden. Big time. That that means that means if if the Republicans never get it, they get away with murder. Yeah. Congresswoman, go ahead. It's great to see uh, hear from you, Craig. Uh, you're, you're a very well-respected attorney. I'm glad you're weighing in on uh, this particular case here. Uh, what I will also add is, but look at the laundry list of what the Democrats have done. They are the ones. They accuse Republicans, but they are the ones that have tried to undermine our democracy, have tried to interfere with our elections. And I'll give you the laundry list just since I've been there. Packing the Supreme Court. They've attempted to do that. They had a bill uh, trying to do it, radically change our election laws. That was their H.R. 1, their number one priority, the first bill when I got to Congress. They tried to end end the Senate filibuster. They tried to let non-citizens vote here in New York City. They tried to gerrymander districts like mine to tilt the scale to give them an advantage. This is uh, very, uh, you know, unsavory uh, actions that we're seeing happening over and over. And it's about power. It's about control. 
I think it's it's very sad. Um, and 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 you all know, I mean, because you all live in New York City, you know that there are career criminals out there. In fact, there was another one in the Post today. Ninety. 90 former, 90 arrests, and he's back on the street thanks to... Until you, know, you get to 100, you're nothing here. Yeah, isn't that sad? What a sad... You know, by the way, Governor Patterson is still with us. Governor, what do you make of the fact... Here is Alvin Bragg, who has allowed so many felonies to be re- reduced to misdemeanors, and yet when it's Donald Trump, look at these charges. Go ahead, Governor. Well, in this particular case, uh, Bragg, I think, when he first got the case didn't think that they had one. And then that's when the uh, people in his office rebelled and they resigned and they wrote all these uh, nasty letters. I don't think that was the impetus for him to come back to this case. He probably thinks uh, when, when he goes home that that there is sufficient evidence to, to convict here. But I think there are problems in, in actually building the conviction from from the standpoint of what the charges are. And in that regard, I don't see how I just don't see how 12 people could come to the same point of view about this case based on what they presented. Well, then he shouldn't bring it. That's why I thought that even if the case is in Manhattan, you wouldn't get 12 people, because if, if you put 12 people together, there will be at least four or five people who can think. around. We've got a minute the- left before the break. Uh, let's sum it up. Well, there's a no well, alleged fact this div- <laughs> indictment. What crime elevates this to a felony? That's, I think that was one of the biggest. That's exactly ones. right. No, nothing. Nothing. There's nothing in any of the 34 nothing. counts, Nicole, that would raise this to a felony. Governor, right, right for dismissal. Yep, Gov. Yeah, I, I didn't know how it got raised to a felony, and that might be the, the what ends the case. That might be how the case gets thrown out. Well, justice needs to be fair for all both of you. you. Thank Thank you you all. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, uh, uh, Governor. And right now, we're going to go to a break. We're going to go to Lou Dobbs, see how the financial market did. And when we come back, the Rudy Giuliani, who knows the laws of the state, the federal government, and let's see what Rudy Giuliani has to say. Let's go to that break. You're commuting home. Cats and Cosby. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back. Wow, what a day, John, and so many fireworks. Uh, Trump, of course, entering a guilty plea on 30, uh, not, uh, not guilty. guilty plea, on 34 felony counts. Not guilty, loud and clear. Well, with us today is uh, form, former Mayor uh, Rudy Giuliani, the best mayor New York ever has had, and... Uh, one smart prosecutor, Rudy, where the heck are we? Well, I think we're looking at an indictment that has to be thrown out. Yes. Agreed. And if I it agree. isn't thrown out, the judge will probably get thrown out. Now, first of all, it says it's in aid of committing another crime, but it never charges another crime. I've never heard of that. You're supposed to uh, uh, plead fraud with specificity this is pleading fraud without pleading it this this would be like saying i indict john smith for a crime oh by the way john guess what the crime is it says it says it's a violation of 17510 because he concealed a record in order and with intent to commit another crime but nowhere i've been through the whole thing does it even give you a hint of what the other crime is? 
Mr. Joke. Yeah, go ahead. Judge Weinberg's got a question for you. Mr. Mayor, you couldn't be more correct. This screams out for a motion to dismiss the indictment, the defective indictment, all 34 counts. It is, yeah. And and, and really, it should, the 34 counts is a really almost sophomoric thing. It's all the same thing. Exactly. It's, it's, it's payment of the legal fees, you know, and the various invoices. But it's a, if it is a crime, it's a single crime. But he doesn't want to tell you what the other crime is because the other crime is either a federal crime, which he doesn't have the jurisdiction to uh, prosecute, or another misdemeanor. And I don't see how two misdemeanors equals a felony. But, but Ms. May, based on the facts as we see them, there are no other crimes. I mean, this was all he was just concealing it from his wife, oh. concealing it from his family. Oh. So there is no other crime. So clearly, this is an over-prosecution and, and prosecutorial misconduct, as far as I can see. Yeah, I, obviously. He's had all this time, and he can't come up with another He's still working on it. But, but you know what's interesting? Uh, Breitbart just reported Alvin Bragg wants Trump trial in January of 2024 to be held during the Republican primary. That's not political so, whatsoever. So, so, I mean, this is just a joke. This is a joke. What do you no, make of is. this, Rudy? I, I would say the indictment, they, they were saying, oh, the indictment may contain a lot of new things. And first of all, the indictment contains nothing new. And it's actually weaker than what he was talking about, because, again, I, I just do not see how you can charge someone with a crime but not tell them what it is. I mean, the only way it gets to be a felony is because it's entry of a record, which is a misdemeanor, barred by the statute of limitations, with intent to commit another crime. But you've got to tell them, you've got to tell the defendant what crime he committed. So what do you What's think is problem? behind this with Alvin Bragg today, Rudy Giuliani? Well, first of all, May I say that I don't think he's the brightest bulb, you know, <laughs> around, because I think you just if you if you really had any sense or you understood the law, you just wouldn't write this. Your, your pen would stop when you I mean, the first thing I would say to my assistants as they came to me with this is, hey, what's the other crime? We haven't put we haven't put a crime. You can't just say you committed a crime. What is it? Is it uh, illegal campaign contributions? Is it trying to defraud a bank? Yeah, Rudy, he actually, uh, at the press conference, at Bragg's press conference, someone mentioned that to him. And he said, well, there are laws, New York York, uh, election election law, which I don't understand how that would actually pertain to Trump. He wasn't running for a New York office. He said (laughs) tax laws. I don't know. It doesn't say he filed poor taxes or or misled the the taxation department. But the best part of it, Mr. Mayor, is – at the press conference, he specifically said there was no obligation to name the other crime. I respectfully dissent from that be. position. How do you defend yourself? You would have to defend it against every crime in the New York Penal Code. Exactly. Now, based on this, his defense lawyer would have to prepare a defense to every single crime. When are they going to tell Trump what crime he's charged with? After, after he's convicted? After he does his sentence. Just I mean, like in Stalin. Yeah. What does it say about American justice, Rudy Giuliani? It says it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, I was on I was on, I was on the phone with N- Nigel Farage today. And, you know, I felt terrible because I'm, it, was in, it was being broadcast in England. And he said, you know, in England here, we almost think you, you, don't, know, you don't have a justice system anymore. I said, well, gee, I, I, I feel terrible telling you I think you're right. 
Yeah, the, the world is watching this. We were just talking about that, Tony Carbonetti. Rudy, it's like it's like Israel. Every former prime minister gets indicted for cigars, dinners, uh, campaign finance. I think that's what we're becoming. If it's crazy. If indicted people in Washington for women, there'd, there'd be, be no, no Congress. Congress. No Congress. I can name about you know, 20, but go ahead. We wouldn't have enough prison cells. <laughs> they tell them what the crime is, even if it's a, even if it's a kind of uh, minor crime silly kind of offense at least they tell them what it is here here you got to guess you know Rudy, if, if this I, is such a disgrace gonna, i mean something look, needs to be done i'm gonna make a motion that if i guess the crime he'll dismiss it <laughs> <laughs> what a sad testament though to leave it so hanging and you're right it was such a stunning press conference from bragg saying it could be this it could be that where do you see this headed rudy real quick i i see it headed for a dismissal I, I don't I don't see I, a, I don't see a judge, any judge, even if the judge is a little shaky, putting his neck out. A, a judge would be a laughing stock if he didn't dismiss this. Rudy, when does that motion get made? Uh, right away. Right away. I take it right away. Right away. Well, All Rudy, right. thank well, we'll, you very much. We'll find out uh, wow. what's going to happen in the morning when the, uh, Trump talks to his lawyers, I guess. You uh, know, and I would make it I would make it with prejudice, uh, Judge. I would say he's had plenty of time to do this, and none of this uh, give him a chance to replete it. Well, that that, now, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. We're already operating in, you know, I call it soccer time. You know, when they they tell you there's more time in the soccer match, but they don't tell you how much. It's like stopping the legislative clock when you have midnight as a deadline. Right. <laughs> I would say I'd make it with prejudice and say uh, he stretched this out long enough. It's seven years ago. Uh, and he had he had all the time in the world to get it right. Yeah, he did. And we don't see any new surprises here. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, we love you. We appreciate you being here on Cats and Cosby. Thank you. Thank you, Rudy. Great show. Thank you. And now we have Steve Moore. So many things happening in the financial <laughs> world. Virgin, not Virgin Atlantic, Virgin... Orbit. Orbit. Orbit went bankrupt today. Uh, what, what say you, uh, Steve? Well, what a... What a privilege this is to uh, follow Rudy Giuliani, one of my heroes. So that's pretty cool to me. Uh, look, this, uh, this economy is showing more signs of weakness. You, you saw what happened with the manufacturing numbers, which came in pretty weak. And what I really wanted to mention to you, John, because you are in the energy business, so you are the expert. And, uh, but, you know, when you see what's happening with OPEC right now, and the fact that they have uh, raised the you know, per barrel price of oil now by $6 a barrel, globally and that's from you know they are going to reduce their output by what 1.2 million barrels 1.6 million barrels if you count all the OPEC nations yeah now you know they cheat on that so maybe they will maybe they won't but let's assume that they do Here's the thing. I'm shocked. Shocked. Yeah. They sell it to the Chinese. Just more they're selling to the Chinese. How was the movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the name of that movie? I'm shocked. Casablanca. Casablanca. There's gambling going on here. Yes. Uh, so um, here's the point, though. Uh, you know Casey Mulligan. He works for us at Committee to Unleash Prosperity. He's just done an analysis showing if, John, if we had, and Rita, if we had just stuck with the Trump drill baby drill policy of getting our oil from Texas and Oklahoma and Nebraska, you know, North Dakota and Alaska and so on, 
we would be producing two and a half million more barrels a day. So it'd, be, it'd, be 50, it'd be $50 a barrel. There'll be no exactly. inflation. Yes. The banks would not be in trouble. And, That's right. And, 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 uh, we wouldn't have inflation. And the next, inflation. By the way, like we talked about the other day, the next shoot is going to fall because the banks are tight on money and tight on uh, on confidence and tight on whatever you call it, tier one capital. They're yep. going to stop lending money, and it's going to put the rest of America out of business. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I got to say it that way. It's well, look, this is this is all a result of two things happening. You know, a, a six trillion dollar spending spree that we couldn't afford, the spending and borrowing spree, and this idiotic <clears throat> energy policy. But here's the problem, John. You and I had a discussion about this last week. You know, where we were talking about whether the Fed should or shouldn't raise interest rates, and you came down pretty strongly against the Fed raising rates. Well, now that the, the OPEC is cutting oil production, guess what? We're gonna, the energy prices have been coming down. Now they're going to start to rise again, Rita. Now the Fed may feel additional pressure to raise rates even more, which will cause additional problems in the economy. What a mess. And, John, also food prices, too. I mean, you were talking the other day, food John, prices, so many forget things. Forget about it. They're not going down. Once the food executives see that their price of oil is going back up again uh, yeah. and that the Saudis and Goldman Sachs wants it at 85 to 100, forget about it. What's food is the not Oreo index? Didn't we have an Oreo index last year? Uh, you have a lot of crap going on right now. That's all I know. What's the price of Oreos? Oreos, you can't, probably $5 a bag or something like that for those. But do you guys do you guys play tennis at all? You know the concept of an unforced error in tennis. You know when you don't lose the point because the other guy hit a good shot, but because otherwise known as the Democratic Party. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I was going to say. These are all unforced errors. You know these are errors that we're making on ourselves. It's not. And, and by the way, it's how called about U.S. This? foreign policy today. It is. How about this? I just saw this across the newswire. I cannot confirm that it's true. But now Japan, which is supposed to be one of our biggest allies. They're going to buy oil. They're going to buy Russian oil. Come on, Rita, what is that? How How sad. That's a sign of the times. Wait, wait. It it gets worse. Before we take a break, we have to take a break in about a minute. It gets worse. Japan, all those people on a selective basis are buying at a discount to uh, Russia. And on a selective basis, that means if you're a friend of China, if you're a friend of Russia, they'll give it to you cheaper. Everybody else is going to pay the higher price. What say you? Well, well, what I say is what I want a president, you know, Reagan used to say this. I don't want to be loved. I want to be respected. I want America to be respected, not loved. Trump, Trump gave the rest of the world tough love. That's what we need, a little tough love. Not not a you know, not a dog that rolls over on its back, and and that's what's happening right now. I don't think we're respected around the world right now, John. We have zero respect. That's why Saudi Arabia is doing what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve, thank you, Steve Moore, and uh, we'll talk don't to you before the, the end show. of the week on Saturday. Saturday, Steve Moore, more money. Larry Kudlow from Larry Kudlow from ten to one. And Steve Moore from 1 to 2, and you guys have great shows. Thank you so much. And let's take a break. And when we come back, who do we have, Rita? We have Jesse Benal, one of Trump's attorneys. A huge day to get him. He is coming up on Cats and Cosby right after the break. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back on this huge news day. President Trump again pleading not guilty to 34 felony counts 
What a historic day. And joining us is someone who knows President Trump well, uh, an attorney for the president not involved in this case, Jesse Benal. Uh, Jesse, thank you for joining us here on Katz and Cosby. Your reaction to what has been uh, just a stunning day. And as we're going through the indictment, we've got attorneys all in the room here, basically. Everyone says, where's the case? Yeah, that's right, Rita. It's It's really pretty incredible how thin this thing really is. You know, I think a lot of people were thinking, oh, wow, you know, it's it's going to be a long indictment. There's going to be a bunch of things we weren't expecting. None of that. None of that. This thing is just as factually thin um, as and it's legally devoid of any value at all. In fact, you know, at his press conference, Bragg basically had to acknowledge that and just kind of puffed his chest and said that, you know, he, he didn't have to give that information. It's just absolutely incredible that this is. Uh, there is no there there at all. This is simply a political persecution of the Republican frontrunner for president of the United States. It's just political interference. Full stop. What do you think we're going to hear from President Trump tonight? Uh, I can't wait. We're going to be covering it here, by the way, on WABC Radio. Uh, 8.15. What do you think we'll hear, Jesse? Oh, he's going to be fired up. Um, you know, this is this is going to be the Donald Trump that we all know and love so much. The Donald Trump that get that is is unafraid that is ready for a fight um and he's going to remind the american people about why we love him so much because this is a fighter and at the end of the day this case may be directly about him but it really is that democrats want to prosecute republicans republican prosecutors they want to prosecute criminals but democrats want to want to prosecute republicans it's not only Donald Trump, um, but it certainly now includes Donald Trump. And so that's why it's, again, him standing between these left-wing thugs and, uh, and the American people. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to watch the press conference. I'm excited to see uh, exactly um, how much he's, he's going to go out there and, and you know, be throwing punches and, and fighting for the American people like he always does. Well, Mark Levin is going to be covering the press conference, I think, on WABC tonight at wow. 8.15. Yeah, and then I'll be on at 9 with uh, Bill O'Reilly uh, talking about it. Um, you know, Jesse, uh, Jim Jordan and James Comer are saying – Bragg, you need to come up to Capitol Hill to explain how many potentially taxpayer dollars uh, were used in this investigation. And I've seen some estimates, millions upon millions of dollars, they right, Jesse? One, they should add one question to that. Bragg said that he he, didn't, he would have made this case or does make this case for similar situations. Where are they? Where are they? Where so are Jordan they? Jordan should ask, ask him that question when he has him. How many other people have you indicted? For a similar case like this. And think about the taxpayer money, too. And, and also, if you exist. spent taxpayer money for, what, a $130,000 uh, business? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, where's 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 the uh, economic the uh, windfall exist. here? Where are they? Right. Where's the cases and where's the money? Yeah. No, the importance of congressional oversight on this is hugely important. And, you know, you don't throw around uh, congressional uh, hearings just for no reason. It has to have a legislative purpose. And there are very, very important legislative purposes here. First of all, appropriation. You know, we should not be giving another federal dime to that district attorney's office. The American taxpayers, you know, money's fungible. The American taxpayer shouldn't have to, subs- uh, to subsidize that office for one more dime. And any Republican that votes for any budget that includes funding for the, uh, for the New York DA's office is not a real Republican. So that's first of all. Second of all, 
We need strong, robust legislation that makes it a heavy federal offense, even heavier. It already is a federal offense, but an, an even heavier federal offense if you're a prosecutor and you're going to target your political enemies like this. And Congress needs to pass robust legislation that will make sure that we can put Alvin Bragg and people like him in jail for years. Well, well, what do we do? Is there anybody ever going to come up with any legislation on, on punishing prosecutors that don't do the right thing? That are overzealous. That are overzealous. I mean, there has anybody be. ever there discussed be, it? There should be. And what about the leaks? We were just there, talking about yeah. this too, Jesse. The leaks, the fact that last night there was a reporter, Michael yeah. Isikoff, who leaked out that there were 34 counts of felonies against Trump. And how did he know? He how oh, did a sealed he know? Indictment, a and sealed there, indictment. And there were that they are friends, that he is friends yeah. with Bragg. Well, you got it. Exactly. And that itself is a is a crime. It, this is this is the old question that goes back to to Roman times about who will guard the guardians. We need people to actually go after these corrupt prosecutors and put them in jail um, for their crimes. And Congress has to pass legislation to do that. But I mean, you're right. You you have um, the leaking of grand jury material. There should be an investigation on that. And that should be prosecuted. But most important, the, it is already a federal crime to violate uh, somebody's civil rights under color of law, which is exactly what Alvin Bragg is doing here. And once we have a real attorney general, not a political stooge like, Mer- uh, like Merrick Garland, but a real attorney general uh, on that, there needs to be an investigation and an indictment of Alvin Bragg for, uh, for conspiracy to violate uh, civil rights under color of law. Well, thank you, Jesse. Uh, but how do you Jesse Benal. Thank, thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much. Trump and, attorney. Uh, Thanks, guys. And, uh, thank you, Jesse. Look, something has to be done. we got to get America back to being American, just like we, we yeah. talked about. Um, I feel like we're on the top of the Daily Planet building. And what are we going to say? We believe in truth, truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. We need God's help. And equal justice. We need that, too.